Hello guys, welcome back to the Diluted Reds podcast. We have a very exciting episode to talk about today. Um I was fascinated by this whole concept of uh, can you can you football start with gate <laughs> introducing okay. ourselves. I'm sorry, I think I got a little excited here. Uh, let me just uh, I mean, the audience know us buddy. So, uh, anyways guys, uh, I'm Vardy and uh, joined yes, joined with JC here. And we also have a friend in the house uh, who is playing a little bit of music in the background. If you can hear, he's Pratik, uh, another Chelsea fan. Shout out to him. Uh, yes, so the three of us are going to be talking about uh, football gate today, or in general, uh, the scandals in football that have uh, you know uh, been the negative, the dark side of football that uh, of of our beautiful game, and uh, came up with this idea because. Uh, I recently saw the show uh, Bad Sport a good show on Netflix uh, and one of the episodes was on the Calcio Poli uh, so that's going to be the first thing that we talk about the the yep. very first scandal uh, I mean it's not the very first scandal it's just the first scandal that we are the, talking about one of the ones which became really famous it it is it is actually football is pretty uh, it's it, it's been covered in you know corruption charges and a lot of other these you know controversies like this but i think calciopoli is one of those uh, it's like a huge sucker punch of a black mark in the in the sport yeah uh, i would say calciopoli was uh, some, something it's it's very shallow and just surface level of uh, you know the problems that actually exist in football mm-hmm. uh, it's it's corruption is so so deep right now in you in fifa uefa i don't think we need, need to do a podcast about that i think it's pretty obvious and pretty common knowledge to you know football fans but uh, i think when calcio poli came in i think it just rocked italian football i think that is where the downfall started 2005 2006 italy did win the world cup right after the you know right after these That's charges uh, very ironic came. though mm-hmm. right uh but yeah i mean that shows the passion the country had but uh, probably you you can't really say justice has been served or was served because uh well it, things didn't go the right way uh it took almost 3 years to bring uh, luciano moji to trial he was sporting director of juventus and he was one of the guys who was tapped by investigators and uh, this was like a big deal it's the i don't think justice i don't think justice was ever brought because this yeah when the whole calcio poli thing got ended it felt like these sentences are given to italian clubs time and time again okay it's not the first time that i saw some club being deducted 9 points some club being demoted to serie b <laughs> because this right. keeps happening in italian football and i'll tell you what italian football is like a hotbed of corruption okay True. and some of it is not even related to the game of football okay some of it is uh, related to the management side of it okay like calcio poli is a classic scandal where somebody is indulged of corruption uh, the result of which is one one team is benefited right okay they have been uh, one team is benefited are we talking results wise okay right italian football has been involved in so much corruption that this this just seemed like another scandal for me okay yeah. but uh, please throw light on uh, calcio poli absolutely so i'll just start by uh, explaining a few things about calcio poli which i recently discovered and i'll of course then give the bigger the broader picture of italian football uh, so Calcio Poli uh, so there have been rumors for a very long time in Italian football about there being uh, a corrupted co- corruption in the refereeing in the decisions being made on the pitch in uh, players getting booked in players being uh, denied penalties because uh, you know whatever one team has more to gain from that deal uh, you know your big teams can easily influence referees and get some big decisions on their side end up winning the trophy end up qualifying into champions league so there are a lot of uh, benefits which uh, of course w- which will be there if teams finish right higher up uh, the table and uh, here it's it's one thing you should notice no players or no managers were ever named or involved in the scandal 
okay and it's a complete uh, backroom uh, stuff a classic backroom stuff uh, influenced primarily by your uh, managers uh, sorry not managers your managing board basically in this case it is your sporting directors and probably the big wigs of uh, you know in the hierarchy in a club and them influencing referees so there is no question of a player taking money and underperforming or you know uh, making a cynical foul getting a you know suspension this is not like a simple south american type where a person <laughs> yeah receives money and uh, yeah yeah, yeah you, know? you don't play oh okay i won't play okay yeah. <laughs> that's a very basic shit i mean we do that you know <laughs> if there's a school if there's I mean, a tournament in school don't like, do that. we don't yeah. do that he's just paraphrasing <laughs> but yeah go on huh. yeah <laughs> thanks for paraphrasing huh. uh, so uh, it, it's still very easy to just you know bribe a player and say hey, dude you underperform you just fake an injury just you know don't win this one game it should i mean that that's very shallow level now talking about uh, fixing games uh, influencing games i think more than fixing games calcio poli is about influencing games and influencing the whole outcome of any match day okay and the repercussions that has on the next few games and they did this by influencing referees and what what they did is it is it is not a crime by one person or two people okay it's it's organized crime it's more like a fucking syndicate and this is a big deal i mean sports has never seen organized crime in it okay that is uh, it was a first time for any sport and and football is breathed heavily in italy right italians live breathe and uh, you know die for football and it's it's a pretty serious sport and uh games being influenced and being controlled manipulated by certain people by certain clubs using referees was a you know huge shocker it rocked italian football i think uh, their uh, stocks have dropped ever since i think from since 2007 2000 uh, probably 8 they've lost a champions league position also i think uh, you know up until then four teams from italy qualified right mm. and uh, the funny thing is the funny thing is uefa has only ba- uh, you know uh punished italian football football by removing one phase of champions league qualification for the for the you know or the thing that they've done they should probably be banned itself from the for european competitions for at least for a year or two you're so easily i think you went was banned from playing champions league right wasn't wasn't it it did but i'm talking about the entire league like italy as a fucking <laughs> league <laughs> italian league dude i mean the yeah. amount of corruption and influence these clubs have used right, right, right there is right, right. there is just no proof that they have not done it to a european game so far That's we it. never know what's yeah. happened and it's very funny okay so uh, about 2006 is when i started watching football and i very well knew that juventus a big team getting relegated along with a couple of other teams getting punished and all right so I know, but I don't know the specifics of what exactly happened. Why did they get but banned? But did you know that it's a big deal? I knew it was a very big deal. Okay, mm-hmm. of course, because I knew Juventus were a big deal, like a big team from Italy, just like our Liverpool were. And uh, yeah, I, I would say that is also the internet boom. So I used to follow news on the internet. So mm-hmm. I use, I mean, I can name events by the day from two thousand seven, two thousand eight, because that's when I started following football. and i pretty much my entire day revolved around watching uh, being up to date with latest news whether it's transfer day or whether it's a match day so i know events and if it's a major event in football i fucking know i remember it there's no way i'm forgetting it uh, i think my memory is good that if football memory is pretty strong but the funny part is i do not remember this calcio poli and the specifics around this uh, investigation and it just goes on to show how how it was kept away from the media from media coverage for the amount of fuckery that's happened here <laughs> i think it, it's got very less coverage it's like people are all working together fifa uefa just you know working together and saying that okay you guys got caught so just i'm going to punish you with a i'm going to give you a minor punishment no candies for two years so fuck you <laughs> that's the kind of punishment that uh, fifa has handed out i mean you look at uh, you know how this happened right uh, and anyone who's not watched the show uh, bad sport I would recommend you please go ahead. You will really get to understand how much influence these uh, you know people had. Like for example, Luciano Moji, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who is basically the uh, the person who was a fall guy. Okay, for me, he is painted as the scapegoat. Yeah, the scapegoat. Okay, he's he's also painted as one of the most uh, dirty guys, most powerful guys, like a mafia and all. Okay, uh, even the documentary kind of 
portrayed him that way okay which may not be wrong but at the end of the show the whole point was he's just one of the other fucking guys mm-hmm. like juventus i mean i, I think if the investigators were to catch someone no they could have caught any of the club's sporting directors or heads mm-hmm. uh, in the ones who are you know at the very top and it's because scene, they won the league the maximum advantage was received by these guys so i think yeah they also had I a substantial fa- influence fairly fits the bill i would say but uh, yeah but you're not completely wrong there when you say that this is just one of the yeah things. it's just one of the, i mean they got caught so okay so you're you're taking the blame for it uh, in public you know i think it it was more like that kind of a uh, situation that happened <laughs> very let go of very easily and uh, italian teams didn't get a major ban from european football which is <laughs> which is shocking because how can you accept such a big uh, uh, flaw in your game you're influencing games it's not sports anymore it's entertainment it, it's what formula 1 did to lose hamilton two months back so it's you know it's it's pretty fucked up it's pretty dark and i was surprised that the referees right there was a referee association within their uh, union okay mm-hmm. called the uh, roman posse the roman posse consisted of this uh, uh, head of referee and one or two guys there the referee in chief commander and then a couple of hand picked referees who were pretty close to this group so there were also a couple of referees who were who could not be influenced who are mm-hmm. who were not part of this uh, so obviously game. they'll not be picked for you know certain games yeah for certain games like uh, yeah uh, so there are good guys also good referees but a good amount of them uh, were influenced by uh, clubs they could just approach them and you know uh, i mean the whole defense of even luciano moji right uh, he himself says that i did not uh, influence games by uh, to win or lose i never made juventus win right he, he that's what he says but the influence that they had they could you know ask a player uh to be given an extra elo card so that uh, when you accumulate more than a certain number of elo cards during an ongoing season right you get a ban for one game mm-hmm. and if your a big game is coming up uh, uh, it's kind of huge it's 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 bloody huge so there was this game uh, juventus bologna mm-hmm. uh bologna there were three key players who were on elo cards one elo card away from suspension and the uh one game before uh they uh, juventus played bologna right bologna was playing another team i think udinese or some someone mm-hmm. and when they were playing there the referee was conveniently uh fixed and <coughs> was placed <coughs> in that situation and he was told to give yellow cards to these players and then those key players got a yellow card which meant they missed the game they against missed the game juventus the following week juventus ended up winning that game which is of course not a surprise right and it's one of the examples okay and this kind of influence right like saying oh i don't like this referee change this referee what should referee have you given me better influence from you and it is just it, it is so close this roman posse is the group of these referees and these were the guys who reached out i mean where i wouldn't say reached out they were available by i, I think to all the clubs whoever were ready to pay and get in and get into corruption and get their hands dirty i think they could reach out to roman posse and uh reap uh, whatever reap the rewards reap the rewards influence games uh, get uh, give too many bookings to certain players uh, if there's a huge penalty call you the referee denies penalties and uh, if he wants one team to win or get a desperate three points like someone wants to escape relegation uh, they can you know even for like a minor foul in the penalty area you you know you say uh, you you ask you shoot uh, a penalty right you point to the spot the referee does that and i mean it's it's very dirty okay and this is where the whole concept of organized crime comes in up until that point of time also organized crime was very specific to mafia mm. very specific to these uh, such thugs and these gangs okay mm. in sports it is the first time ever something like that was uh, something came like to this game to light yeah yeah exactly but i mean uh, now juventus was not the only one now when the investigation started like there were uh, i think fiorentina ac milan like there are two easy udinese parma parma also okay parma so parma. there are like five or six other clubs who are implicated in this okay and they were all everyone was given okay these many points reduction these many points reduction there you go off you go but biggest biggest uh, kick at the gut was to uh, juventus to okay you know what you piss off to you know serie yeah. b and you know what i liked about the entire thing 
was uh, the players who were nowhere involved in all this. You know, Buffon, uh, Del Piero, I think David Rezegui, they all stuck with uh, Juventus. Yeah. They played Serie B. Paolo Nedved. Pavel Nedved, yes. They all, you know, stuck with Serie B and, you know, they played that. They stuck it up. They, they're being pretty loyal and they came back the next year. So, that was, that was an insane, I mean, like, people, I, I don't think uh, in the world of sport, this Calciopoli was uh, spoken about so much. Absolutely. In Italy, it was. Okay, in Italy, it was spoken a lot. Okay, because there were new uh, news uh, instances where uh, uh, new dailies were selling like a hundred thousand more, uh, you know, copies. Copies, huh? Per per day. Publications. Publications. They they were selling more copies, and people who actually did not ever speak about football wanted to speak about this. There were housewives who wanted to you know discuss what's happening. They wanted to buy. They wanted to speak about it. But overall, I think you're right. It did not create a huge ripple. And I also think that is maybe because it was, you know, uh, pre-internet. Not no, I think really was, pre-internet, but uh, where internet was coming of age. No, I think it is uh, because of that. It was coming of age, yes. Uh, so this period between 2009 to 2011, where the uh, trial and the... Hmm. Uh, yeah, the trial is proper internet... It was Boom. proper era, okay. And the funny part is, this is such a deep, uh, it's such a deep lie, okay. And it, such a deep investigation, it hardly made the news. Like a normal fan like me didn't even uh, hear the the you know the basics of the this. Hearing, the hearing, yeah, the hearing. Like it's just funny. It was just covered away from the entire media, mm-hmm. media side. You know, I'm 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 really surprised now how many people knew what they were doing. The extent to which the corruption was, I I don't think fans that age uh, were really told about this. It didn't make the media, it didn't make the news, and it just feels like a very coordinated effort from all fronts. And you know, starting from FIFA up the roots, FIFA, UEFA, saying that you get only limited coverage, mm. and them covering, influencing everyone, like influencing TVs. Influencing anchors, influencing uh, football talk shows to, you know, speak limited because, of course, right? It, uh, it, felt like, it felt like the owners are going, hey, you know what? We've suffered enough. We've been punished. I mean, what more do you want of us? And then by 2015, it's all done. It's, it's all completed and uh, the statute of limitation was up. So... It's it's just it's just insane that more exactly. people were not implicated in this because see it's not just about the referee okay when the referees are doing this that means a system is being created okay who created the system this must have been a very concerted effort right so what happened to all of them so they just they just went off scot free okay exactly. and you want to add anything more to Oh, so the most important part which I wanted to cover, right, about this investigation and how funny <laughs> things ended up. So, um, this, uh, the two lead investigators, right, uh, they talk about this in their show and they say that for a good one year, they were tapping all the calls, even burner phones and they had recorded over 2000 uh, tapes of, and they had proof of 2000 tapes of, you know, uh, conversations between directors and referees uh, someone here and there trying to you know influence games saying we want this referee for this game we want uh, him to do this particular thing you know lash out a few uh, cards you know get players suspended influence goals influence fouls you know stuff like this when this happened right uh, people kind of blamed the Roman Posse the referee association people blamed the sporting heads but do you really think these guys are the ones who influenced games I think the Italian board the FA version of, uh, you know, the Italian admi- football administration, right? Those guys, I think they had connections everywhere. I think they s- established the entire system. It's they have exactly safeguarded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and okay, so adding on to what you wanted to say, uh, when this happened, right? Uh, it, this thing got leaked, okay? Before they actually got uh, 
uh, subpoenas for the accused and uh, also uh, to uh, warrants to arrest uh, the arrest warrants to Luciano Moji and few other people to the referees. Uh, this information got leaked to the newspapers. Okay, and of course th these investigators were furious that this happened and it came all over the news, the media, and in just a matter of days, the Italian FA. As though they knew all the evidence, they went ahead in just a couple of days before the investigation even started. They relegated Juventus to Serie B. They dogged AC Milan of 15 points. They dogged, I think, two teams, AC Milan and uh, uh, Fiorentina. Fiorentina. I think Udinese was, was also. Four, four teams. Four teams. Four yeah, teams like overall four teams were penalized, taken away 15 points, 14 points. Juventus were stripped of their uh, Title. two titles. Yeah, the one which they won that season and, and in the previous season. Yeah, one of those seasons before that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's like Italian Italian board fucking knew it all along. And they're just doing trying to do damage control there by immediately saying, oh, you guys get relegated. You guys did this. So this is your uh, It almost feels like they didn't want more investigation. To yeah, happen. exactly. Dude, when I was just shocked when I said that. It just shows how much they knew about it and how much they could have altered. They just did, they did not let the proceedings go take its natural course. Mm. I think so many other people would have, you know, come out, been caught red-handed and this would have rocked football, I think, up till, you know, Italian FA, UFR, maybe even till FIFA. I wouldn't not, I wouldn't be surprised mm. if there were connections all the way there. Okay. And I think in Italy, it's, uh, football is so, it's such a passionate thing. So, uh, people got to the, you know, whiff of it. Uh, and they really want to influence games uh, very badly and I'm pretty sure this influence is there in other countries too but it's just that since people have a different culture or uh, approach to how the game is viewed uh, maybe their influence is not as much and maybe the the wider uh, circle of you know investigators wanting to investigate into such corruption uh, people being annoyed at such corruption and there's no enough pressure, I would say, in other countries. In Italy, I think the pressure was pretty high because it was so widespread. I'm pretty sure the same level is there in FIFA. It's there in England. I wouldn't be surprised if all those Man City games, right? In all the cup competitions, they mm -hmm. fucking get only teams from League 1, League 2. <laughs> Over the last few years, that's what they've been getting it. So, I mean, I always was like, okay, let's not blame anyone. Let's... Uh, Let's be fair. I'm pretty sure they they are they got fair results, fair fixtures as much as Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. But yeah, I mean, after I get to know these things, right, about um, football gate, Calciopoli, how simple things are, mm -hmm. how easily, uh, I wouldn't say how easily, to which extent at one point of time, games were influenced, uh, fixtures were influenced. It, if it is, you know, so easily done 10 years, 15 years ago, I'm pretty sure there's a good element of that in today's day. Also. No, I with with regards to what Man City is doing, I find what they do financially uh, irreprehensible. Like, it's it's just disgusting to me what they do. Uh, I mean, what they play, what they do with the game. I mean, I mean they play well. It's it's all fine. Yeah, but it's, it's it's it. They they really you know they put in they give them the hundred percent and. Uh, all that is fine, but you know, it, it's the way they financially conduct themselves. It's just fun. Oh. Okay, I, I, I really, I don't want to go there because we have so much to cover in this country itself. Right. Okay, because yeah, I, I think we should stick to scandals which are proven so far. I don't want to accuse Man City of yeah, anything yeah, exactly, now. Exactly. I'm sorry, Man City fans, please don't get offended. <laughs> it's just uh, a personal opinion and I'm just saying that I'm more open to... Uh, Acknowledging that, okay, there could be corruption here. That that was my entire point of bringing, uh, you know, any, anyone into the picture. Mm -hmm. I'm not pointing fingers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, back so, here, yeah, we, we will, we, let's talk about more scandals. Okay. I am not going to talk about that FIFA scandal, what Seb Blatter and Platini, yeah, because well, this is kind of, it's shallow. been talking to, it's been talking to death. Okay. Let's talk about more scandal in Italy. Okay, because that country, like I said, no, it's it's a hotbed of corruption. Okay, now there is there was a team called, of course, uh, it's still there, Parma. Okay, now Parma was a legendary team. Okay, uh -huh. it was a legendary team in the nineties. Okay, it had your uh, your Lilian Thuram, 
Hernan Crespo, Veron. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an insane team. And I'm missing out uh, Donny Baggio. I- I'm missing like a couple of other names. Buffon, yes. Buffon is a Palmer product. Yeah. Okay. He's a Palmer product. And uh, it was, it was, it is going insanely well. Okay. Now, Palmer is owned by the company Palmerlart. Okay. I think they, they're into dairy or something. I, I don't mm. know. Okay. They made a fucking fortune while they sold these people off. Okay. When they sold these people off and uh, Premier League was a new, you know, shiny thing. And most of these players were, you know, they, they, they were taken by the, you know, they, they, they came to Premier League. Okay. They made a fortune is what, is what we are all thinking. Okay. Okay. This company, it's like making a fortune. Palma is doing really well. Mm. Okay. And they are sitting on a pile of cash. <laughs> About 10 years later, I think 2010 or something. They find out they are finding trouble paying a hundred and fifty million bond yield. Okay. Bond deal. B- a bond yield. It's called. Okay. So they had a payment to make, and they are finding it difficult. And people did not take notice, or even the bank did not take notice because they are liquid three point nine billion, uh, billion you know euros in cash. They have it. I mean, they should be taking care of all this, but it didn't. And when they started investigating there, they found out that those figures are inflated. Okay. Right. And more investigation happened. And then they find out that these people have been involved in extreme money laundering. Okay. They did. Okay. They did not involve in any corruption where uh, they influenced the games or anything, but they were involved in heavy heavy money laundering deals so is this the club or is this the pharmaceutical uh, sorry the dairy company so the company what they're doing is so basically the money goes to the club hmm. okay so the the company owners have been siphoning off the cash okay this is basically what satyam did yeah this is basically right. what satyam did okay right. in your accounts it's all it's all fucking inflated while the owners are pocketing all the cash hmm. okay Turns out that 3.9 million just did not exist. So this is the level. I'm like, oh my God. So Palmer did this. Okay. And then it was like, and and after this, more of investigations, uh, a lot of other laundering cases got announced. Okay. I, I, I don't know where they are right now. I don't know how that team is doing right now. Okay. So I don't think they are in Syria. Definitely not in Syria. Okay, but I'm I'm I don't know how they are like financially, like are, are the owners in behind bars? I, they I'm not sure. Did owners. make the news? Uh, I think about six months back, Buffon uh-huh. wanted to sign for uh, Parma, and uh, I think they are uh, the Parma fans ultras. Mm-hmm. Uh, those ultras uh, had put out a you know message saying like Buffon, you're not welcome. You ditched us. Uh, backstabbed yeah, us I, yeah. this is very recent like 6 months back I think when uh, Buffon retired from I think PSG mm-hmm. when uh, he didn't get a contract there he wanted to continue playing mm-hmm. was 40 years old and he still wanted to play mm-hmm. uh, either way he went as well and offering a contract so his best option was Parma and he was like literally pleading uh, saying that you know I want to join Parma okay. I think he is with Parma now okay. but yeah the fans initially didn't like it and I uh, think yeah, maybe, man- maybe management has changed but it was yeah. deep shit okay uh, moving on, another team, okay, called Udinese, okay. Right. Udinese not only involved in the Calciopoli scandal, they are involved in. Okay, so what they do is uh, they they uh, the the it's owned by a com- uh, by a family called Pozzo, okay, and uh, they got Udinese in 1986. They're doing well, so they buy another English club, Watford. Okay. Okay. And they buy another Spanish club <laughs> called Granada. Okay. okay. Now the Pozzo family holds, uh, owns all the three clubs. Okay. Now how, what, how, what they do, okay, is they, inf- they make player deals among their own clubs. Okay. And inflate the shit out of each players. Mm, okay. Right. And they inflate their bank balances. Right. It's insane what these people do. Okay. And I was, and they're also involved in a bunch of money laundering uh, deals. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, it is, and they all 
happened in that same time it's in the mm-hmm. 2000 uh, i mean palma was involved in all this in the late 90s okay and late 90s and uh, 2000s and right. same same with udinese okay and this is the <laughs> same thing basically wherever buffon went he had uh, <laughs> he, he took trouble with him yeah. at palma yeah. at ua yeah at uh, UD, uh, at palma and ua definitely and at paris also yeah. and they fucking signed to one spent 200 on neymar in one okay. window and and the same uh, at the same time uh, era berlusconi berlusconi okay and this guy i i don't even know where, i don't know which scandal i should talk about when i talk about <laughs> italian prime minister for fuck's sake yeah he was he was prime minister i don't know he siphoned off money uh, tax evasion uh, uh, or the fact that he 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 paid an underage prostitute i don't know which yeah. one to talk about okay yeah. because this guy is all over the place okay and what he did with milan it all of these people they are just they are just involved in it just yeah like i said i i don't think i can there is a word better than hotbed of corruption to explain this country because this this country has as brilliant <laughs> as it looks from the outside yeah as beautiful as it looks from the outside yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fucking a screaming mess and this is these are just the interesting ones okay there are more uh there are more boring ones and i, I didn't really want to you know deep dive into that okay but but actually prior to the 90s the italian league used to be the most popular league in the world and uh, all these things i think contributed to the downfall of italy the corruption the uh, the the introduction of premier league okay because premier league just they put in a lot of money they that was also one of the reason i mean you know uh, and then uh, you know calciopoli that there, there's there's so many reasons so i think uh, a collective yeah i think four or five uh, things caused the downfall of the italian league altogether right i think it's just one thing influencing another right uh-huh. so your popularity and your uh, the quality of players influencing the quality of the league and the popularity of the league and the popularity of the league influencing and uh, bringing in basically a lot of corruption a lot of opportunities for you know such investments for people to do money laundering use that as an influence to do whatever they want yeah so i mean italy uh for a country that takes football so seriously i think they have it I everywhere think, yeah, i <laughs> Every... think they also take crime pretty seriously <laughs> yeah they just want to do everything with football it's not they don't treat it as sacred <laughs> that's what i have taken mm-hmm. away they take it as they take it seriously but they don't treat it as something sacred mm-hmm. uh at least for us it feels a little sacred because mm-hmm. i think it's a non negotiable rule like i i can't If God forbid something like that happens to BFC or LFC, I don't really know. I'll have to change my identity. Mm. I'll have to. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a different shit to take as a fan, mm. and uh, I may have to <laughs> change allegiances because certain things are non-negotiables. Okay, and I think being an Italian club, any Italian club's fan at that time, I'm really surprised how uh, people took it, and how they even continued supporting their teams. Uh, probably they can, you know. Uh, they they don't need to blame the players or the managers or the team itself because it's just certain elements within the club uh, who did this but uh, yeah it, it's a tough path if your club has been doing that for such a prolonged period for two years three years influencing uh, teams then the whole narration of uh, you falling in love for the beautiful game they play for the it way they win like lie, yeah. yeah it feels like a lie and you know you start questioning did you really fall in love is that love ever true is that worth it so yeah that is where uh, the topic goes to hmm. so uh, now th- this is a different kind of a scandal i want to talk about uh, question time sure um, do you know and the the only african player ha huh. to win a ballon d'or <laughs> I don't think they ever won a Ballon d'Or. Any African player ever won a Ballon d'Or? Actually, one has. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'd be a, like a 
white colored african no, <laughs> these guys are not. extremely racist <laughs> i can't think of any <laughs> black person <laughs> especially from i don't think uh, fifa would have done so, that right? actually there is one uh, uh, one african player to have won wow. the ballon d'or in That's the mid 90s uh, he was from liberia okay and his name is george weah and uh, this story is not really about him but he plays a very important <laughs> role in this story that i'm going to tell because this is one of the most mind blowing sta- scandal that happened in epl interesting okay and when which uh, year so was this so this was 1996 okay uh <laughs> this is our b team southampton okay okay so southampton is being managed by graham sooners uh, a liverpool legend and southampton let's say is going through uh they they're very scratchy Shitty time yeah they're very very scratchy okay uh managed by sonus and uh, but they do have some good players okay uh one of the legends that i respect uh, matt let is here yeah he was still playing for southampton so what happened is uh one guy okay let's call him uh the hero of the story okay ali dia okay he is just a guy okay he's just a random a random guy okay a footballer okay he calls himself a footballer okay he has arranged a call okay made his mate is call this a story where uh, this a is guy an absolutely is, uh, true story okay this Absol- guy fakes that he's a footballer that one oh, yeah okay, okay wow. so what he's done is he's arranged his mate to call gram sunus okay <laughs> he's called gram sunus and he's told him that uh, george weir uh, weir's cousin he is in england and he's looking for trials with southampton Hmm. okay <laughs> and he's a very good footballer i can vouch for him and all that okay the next day okay the next day this guy ali dia shows up okay and this is please keep in mind this is pre google okay there's this free internet okay uh and southampton is already scratchy they have a lot of injury crisis going on in their club okay so soon as just talks to him Like yeah, what's up? No, that's okay. Whatever. So you are your Wales cousin. Like yeah, I am Wales cousin. So, so, so where where have you played before? So he says that I'm I've actually played for Senegal. I just scored. <laughs> I just scored two goals for them last week. Trust me, they buy it. Okay, because they and when Sunas was asked later, you see, he told like you can actually tell how shitty the club was run. because we believed it and what they've done is uh they they gave him a one month contract okay and a lot of the other players now so here's the thing okay now a footballer will know if you are a professional footballer or not okay even if i put a league one player okay i put them in prem, with premiership players they mean you they can still pass for a professional footballer i mean you're not gonna you're not gonna you know doubt him okay? right but this guy is not that level okay but turns out this guy actually was a footballer but he played like the ninth and the 10th tier of english <laughs> football that's like our level <laughs> it is level like one level district. above sunday league okay so he used to play for a club called blight spartans okay they are literally ninth or 10th they'll be like the ninth or 10th tier of english football okay so if you put that person with premiership players yeah, visible difference it's it's very visible like they won't know where they are running okay it's going to be like that okay so now players like matt lettis here they're all they are looking at this new guy okay and this guy was sort of uh, he tried very much in not playing too much okay he was just taking penalties so they thought that he's won a contest <laughs> he's won some contests so he's just spending time with us so oh okay yeah 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 oh oh this must be a very nice contest he's he's like in the dressing room with us so this is insane so what happened <laughs> saturday is a game against leeds okay friday they have a practice match they cancel the practice match you know why because there was they had a lot of injury crisis soon as did not want to risk any players the friendly so he cancelled the friendly so so he can no no not the friendly the practice match okay yeah the, you play a practice match within right. your your a team your b team right 
So Sunes cancelled the practice match. Now, had Ali Dia played that practice match, they would have they would have easily found out. Look, this is a fucking imposter. Get him out. Get him the fuck out of here. Okay, but they didn't. Okay, next day, Saturday, they are playing Leeds, Premiership football. Okay, uh, have you ever seen this? A guy who is substituted, <laughs> getting substituted. <laughs> Have you ever seen this? I've, I've actually yeah, never seen, I've this. seen it due to injuries. <laughs> due to injuries, but nah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm talking about poor performance. Tactically poor performance. Uh, did that happen to a Liverpool player once? I think uh, Milner or some Milner or Keita. I know some. Uh, I have flashes of such something like that happening one or two years back under Klopp. Mm-hmm. He gets a player on, mm-hmm. and uh, at half time, and he figures, <laughs> no, we are worse than before. Uh-huh. So it takes him off like twenty minutes later. Okay. I'm not sure if it was a friendly or if it was a cup game or if uh, I'm sure it was not a league game, not okay. a very major game. It's not a major game, but so it was kind of a game, okay. you know. So uh, what a result! So, so I think he this that. this is what happened here. Okay, so he starts in the bench. Ali Dia starts on the bench because there's uh, there's no people there. Okay, everyone is injured. Okay, Macleatisia gets injured in the first twenty minutes. Okay. Latisia says, "Okay, I can't play anymore." They put Ali Dia in. Okay. <laughs> Within five minutes, they find out this motherfucker is an imposter because he had no. He's like running around the pitch like a headless chicken. They're like, "Who the fuck is like?" And the crowd is like, "Who is this guy?" I've never seen him in any other league. Okay, and the person who is a manager of Blight Spartans, the actual club that he used to play for. He's watching him on television and shocked. What the hell is this guy playing in the Premiership for? Okay, and he played oh, for fifty-three minutes. Whoa! Yeah, he played because they actually did not have anyone. Okay, then Sunas had to bring him off. He had to change his tactics. Like, dude, I don't care. You know what? I have to, you know, take him <laughs> off. Okay. So get this. Saturday was the game. Okay. He comes back to the stand. He said, "Get the fuck out of here!" Okay, <laughs> they cancel his contract. Okay, he goes to his hotel, ransacks the mini bar, takes everything from the hotel, and fucks off before Monday. Like so, this is what this guy did. Like, I mean, <laughs> he was there for ten days, and then everyone were talking about this guy. So, uh, I think this guy, um, this guy has to be one of the <laughs> one of the worst players to play. One of the worst players and one of the legends in the Premier League. Mm, headline making uh, character. Yeah, seriously. So because, uh, but this I I still feel that this guy was stupid to play. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 really questioning Dream Sonis. I mean, on what fucking basis did he choose him? Go get him into the match squad. I'm sure at least one or two practice sessions would have happened. He would have seen the fitness levels. Yeah, apparently so that didn't happen. Ball control being low, like fuck. <laughs> so that's what didn't. It's shocking, dude. It's it's shocking. It's shocking. But uh, so the next scandal that I'm gonna talk about makes Ali Dia uh, <laughs> scandal look like. I mean, this is it makes it look like nothing. Okay. Right. Because this guy I'm talk, gonna talk about is is um, he's a real con artist. Okay, he's a real con artist, and if there are any kids watching, and uh, you want to be a con artist, this is the fucking benchmark. This is your blueprint. This, yeah. this is your fucking benchmark. Okay? Benchmark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why would you? Why you try to influence kids over here, bro? <laughs> just, just influence people like us. No? I mean, why do you want to influence kids to be? Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen to this. Okay, so this guy's name is Col uh, Kaiser. Okay, Kaiser, Kaiser, German okay. king. C uh, Kaiser. I do. I don't know uh, Colin Kaiser or what Kaiser. C Kaiser. Okay, he's a Brazilian. Okay. Okay. With a German name. With a with a sort of a German name. Yeah. So. So looks like Hitler's uh, people did go to Brazil and Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. So what happened? Brazil clearly. <laughs> yeah. So what happened is, this guy is a clear con artist, who's played for four professional clubs. Okay, four Are you professional. About no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Four professional <laughs> clubs. Okay, uh, he he is a professional footballer. Okay, in the sense that he was registered. Okay, four professional clubs in Brazil. Uh, 
I'm talking these are all big these are all big teams okay they play like the sao paulo yeah like your yeah, independent and you know all fluminese. those fluminese those kind of teams okay and this guy did not actually know to play football okay he played for four clubs <laughs> for 23 years oh shit his career spanned fucking 23 years okay now this guy was way smarter than ali dia was he just uh, a very poor no was he like a not so talented guy or no. was he a he was imposter he was an imposter okay he would train with the people he would train with the team okay uh like weights and stuff like that and then he would fake an injury okay and he will sit <laughs> okay L- not like ali dia he now ali dia where he's stupid is he wanted to be in the team now your cover is blown the moment you play yeah. okay now what kaiser would do is no matter what he wouldn't come on the field okay now despite that in 23 years he had made 30 appearances wow okay he made 30 appearances not a single time crossing 5 minutes <laughs> okay and oh, even damn. even second goalkeepers make more appearances than this okay in the span of and 23 years so but here's the thing okay he was very social okay he was life of the party okay he was close with the owners okay and he would he would interact with everyone so well okay and he used to be the life of the party so people would want him to be on your on your side like who is this guy oh is this guy so he'll be close with the owners as well okay and when uh, there were owners who wanted him to play okay who wanted to blow his cover okay you know what he would do he would pick a fight with the audience this guy was a fucking genius okay so he would yeah. do anything to not play but he still but you know see an alidia is not a registered footballer okay he was stupid that way like if i was alidia okay i pulled off this heist you know what i will stay as far as i can from the starting 11 okay right. let me let me just have fun but this guy this guy he knew the tricks okay he <laughs> he would be there he'd be there but not be there okay and this is I, i don't know if if this is not the greatest heist i don't know what is and again this is again the 80s and the 90s that we're talking any names is, of clubs that he played for so these are all brazilian <laughs> teams i do i i i can't pronounce them well uh, independent i mean fluminense i mean those kind of teams they're all they're all big clubs in brazil they're all serious right. professional clubs in brazil okay like ones that the the pele your peles have played for you know those kind of those kind of players have you know represented right. these teams yeah but yeah i know this is i think this has to be one of the biggest heist ever pulled off in football <laughs> because i don't know if this is in the heist i don't know what is yeah i think uh, speaking of as far as heists go in football i think it could be yeah i mean alidia is 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 an interesting story i mean it's like a little interesting anecdote but this is just i mean it's also difficult to do it today because there have been people who are trying to do it today okay like fred dog for united <laughs> <laughs> yeah there there have been imposters who who try to play it, but their cover gets blown up in like a month okay in like a month they they and and they they are immediately you know uh, blacklisted right because it's it's google now and you you've got google you've got you know you've got youtube anyone claims to be a player they you know they'll try to you know do a background verification right on so having tried to play professional football i think i know how difficult it is i mean you cannot fake a conversation with your coach i mean my coach and all had, even if i missed one session if i was 2 minutes late to a practice session mm. he would grill me for the entire session and he would like just fuck me up dude mm. and if your uh, and injuries and all dude i played through injuries just so that i am not dropped for the next game mm. if i say that i'm injured then he's not going to give me a chance again mm. he's going to keep me away from the first team for the next one month that's what people like kaiser wanted 
they did not want to be anywhere near the first team right okay and now we are also talking about the era where you know zico socrates and all used to smoke man <laughs> okay right. this is the cigarette brazilian team yeah you know cigarette was pretty mainstream and this is the brazilian team like i i heard that socrates said ah oh, yeah the world cup is coming up so i might quit smoking for a while okay so this is the era we are talking about it's not the current era the current era you know we are not talking about you know where the managers are like wenger where i mean you know wenger did not like uh, his players party so actually the contrary wenger was very chill with his players really i heard that wenger doesn't he he was one of those first managers who discouraged smoking and absolutely not i think jack wilcher was caught smoking in public multiple mm-hmm. times during his uh, last few years mm-hmm. wenger was like okay whatever that's his, really? his life his choice i'll have a word with him but that's as mm-hmm. far as punishments go i may have gotten it wrong but anyway so yeah. but so. yeah i think i'm sure there are uh, people uh, managers out there who don't like it mm-hmm. and who just you know want a model a very model professional from any of his uh, team members mm-hmm. i think clock for sure one guy right I mean, he wants people to be even vaccinated double triple vaccinated mm. so fergie fergie was the kind i think who wanted his players to get married huh. yeah i mean it's that it's yeah, the type of thought that you know you know get married he'll not be out partying you know mm-hmm. that kind of a uh, this thing yeah i, I think he wants it kind of works on athletes it kind of works on athletes what do you think yeah i think he tried to influence david beckham's uh, uh love love i mean his relationship with uh, victoria mm-hmm. he wasn't too happy with uh, him being out with victoria uh, you know late nights parties mm-hmm. uh, media coverage it was just you know affecting his footballing thing and then fogi did not like it i'm pretty sure he had like a couple of conversations with beckham <laughs> but mm-hmm. beckham being beckham just ended up you know marrying her whatever but yeah uh, but yeah uh, that is one experience that yeah that's that's uh, is true Hmm. Foggy did not really like too much freedom given to his players. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So we kind of, you know, drifted away from the topic. But uh, as much as far as scandals go, I think uh, we have uh, tried to cover the interesting ones. Uh, right. If you have uh, any more, uh, absolutely. Uh, if you guys have any good. Uh, uh documentaries movies which showcase different aspects of uh, scandals in football or maybe even in sport in general and if you are happy to share uh please do drop in your comments and uh we will talk about it sometime soon and we'll do like an al- analysis of that and you know we'll we can dig deeper right uh but yeah uh, i think we are done for the day here uh thank you guys if you guys are still listening uh and uh, hope to see you guys soon i think uh, like i told you earlier we have a couple of good uh, sessions upcoming with a couple of united fans a couple of arsenal fans uh, just talking about uh, you know the preview of how the season's going to end and all these things right so uh, stay tuned uh, stay don't subscribed stay to us <laughs> don't stay tuned it's not a radio i mean yeah listen to us when we are no, back they can stay tuned to our uh, channel right right they can right, subscribe right. bro right 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 technology right. bro <laughs> right right <laughs> so off we go uh thanks for being there yep thanks guys cheers cheers